Balanced Living Weekly, episode number 58 with Cliff Ravenscraft and Father Roderick. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Balanced Living Weekly podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And from the Netherlands in Europe, I am Father Roderick. Hey, we come here each and every week to share with you our journey in pursuing a more balanced and healthy lifestyle. And of course, it's not just about us. This is the show all about you as well, encouraging you to share with us and the community your own journey towards living a more balanced and healthy life as well. And Father Roderick, we always have a lot of fun catching up with each other, what's going on in our lives, and uh, we also randomly talk about that TV show, The Biggest Loser, as well, which, by the way, I am now three weeks behind on. Oh, no. I know. So I I can only talk about it in very general terms. There were some people, they lost some weight, and there were some trainers. You know what? And there were some unexpected events. (laughs) (laughs) here's the deal i could actually pretend that i'm all caught up and and i'll just share you know i i well father roderick you know i don't recognize i I can't i still aren't not clear on all their names yet but you know the red team uh, the red Mm -hmm. team's still on right (laughs) so you got the red team i really didn't like what he had to say because he got right in jillian's face and that just bugs me that one guy that you mean the one, the one that got into, yeah. And then, well, and what struck me was that uh, during the weigh-in, you think that this other team gets all the way up and is going to win. And then, you know, you had that disastrous result at, towards the end, which completely turned it around. And uh, it was, I couldn't believe who was sent home. And to see, <laughs> yeah, you could just totally fake it. And I was really upset with the product placement this week because it just seems yeah. like Ziploc is just really, I don't know. Yeah, and turkey, really. I mean, it's always turkey, turkey, turkey. Turkey, and, turkey, and, Jenny O. <laughs> yes, and then uh, the uh, the sandwiches at the uh, Subway. <laughs> yes, get your Subway. Anyway, so no, feel free to go ahead and feel free to say anything you want about the show because it, it, it doesn't matter. I am going to catch up. I, uh, I am going to to get caught up with the season because I I eagerly desire to do so, but uh, don't don't worry about spoiling anything for me. Yeah, what, what, what do you think? What's going on? Um, I still really enjoy the season, um, and uh, I was actually getting a little bit emotional watching the last episode, uh, this week's episode. Oh, thanks a lot for ruining. Now I'm going to expect to be emotional. And no, I'm just kidding. I always get emotional during this type of episodes. Again, you've already seen this episode. It was just in another season with different people, but it always gets to me. It's the moment when they go home for oh. two weeks. You know, it's like, uh, and then when they go home, they have to prepare for a run that they have to do immediately afterwards. So it's not like they're going to sit there and on the couch and eat junk food. Uh, and they've got all the, it's it's very formulaic. They go home and they're in, confronted with their you know, their friends and family. And then uh, there's always this moment of totally fake uh, temptation, you know, where, oh, and we're going to have this party and there was this cheesecake and I'm looking at it and I'm so tempted because I used to love this so much and uh, I I can see it now. And then, then, you know, it, it fades to black, commercial break, and then it comes back. And then, of course, 
but I'm not going to eat it. I want to stay true to my commitment on the ranch. I think I've gone beyond this addiction to food, blah, blah, blah. And, and you, yeah, they repeat this over and over again. But the thing that, meant, that got to me uh, was when they get home, and this is after several weeks. Uh, I think they've been at the ranch for seven or eight weeks now. And everybody is, you know, uh, and this is in various parts of the United States, but uh, it's, uh, it's the same everywhere. They've got, you know, tons of people waiting for them and they've not seen them at all because the show hasn't aired yet when, while they were recording this. Usually uh, what we see on television is that's like two months later. Um, and so their relatives, their family has not seen anything of the transformation or perhaps they've seen just the first two episodes where they're still very, you know, big. And the look on their on the faces of their husband or, or wife or children or, you know, when they enter the room and and you see how emotional everything gets. And it's like the family is like crying. The contestants are crying and it's. And I'm crying because <laughs> I can tell that this has such an impact, uh, such a personal impact. And they feel so proud um, to have accomplished all that. In, and, and then, you know, I'm watching this and I was like, well, wait, uh, wait for the end. Wait for the finale when you're going to see the, the, the end result. It's going to be so much more spectacular than what they currently because they're still you know, uh, some of them are, are already pretty skinny, especially some of the women. Um, and so they will probably get eliminated quite, quite quickly now because they won't be able to lose that much weight. There are still some very big guys um, and they still have a long road ahead of them. And so it's, uh, it's, it's cool to see that little, you know, it's kind of halfway through the season and, and the, the family gets to see them. And, and, you know, it's just amazing. Um, and it's that personal aspect of it and the family aspect of the, of the show that I really appreciate. And I, of course, I think that in the selection of the candidates, they must also take into account the family situation. You know, if you've got a very tense, difficult situation where, you know, husband and wife are always fighting, you don't get that same emotional response that they're, that they need for the show. So it's, it's, um, uh, it's a little bit um, too coincidental that every every marriage, every relationship that these contestants are in is a good one. <laughs> right. If there was a breakup, it has, you know, it took place many, many, many years ago. And so, but um, anyway, I really like it, especially if, you know, if you've got fathers among the contestants and they get to see their children for the first time since, you know, the beginning of that adventure. It's, uh, it's amazing. I I just can't, really imagine how it must feel i'm not a parent uh, but how it is to just miss your kids for eight weeks you know not seeing them just perhaps if you win a contest you might get one letter or one you know drawing that your kid made and but then just to have that reunion uh, must be amazing yeah and, and for some of these people i mean i can't imagine what it would be like for them to be gone for eight weeks knowing that technically speaking you're really not drawing much income as a result of being on the show and these people yeah. uh, that that are on the show are not well to do no 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 usually not and um actually they showed that some of the contestants actually when they came home they immediately had to go back to work 
Yeah. So two weeks, they were both, you know, doing all the family reunion stuff. They had to train for a 5K, I think, um, which shouldn't be too hard. It's not like they have to train for a half marathon. Um, but still, we have some very heavy contestants. And so I think a 5K, that's about what you can do if you want everyone to participate. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, the very big dude, I forgot his name, but, uh, you know, you, you cannot force him to do more than a 5K. That would be just dangerous, I think. Right. Um, but and, and then having to, uh, but because, of course, there's, there's going to be a weigh-in after their return to the ranch. And that weigh-in will have important consequences. So they have to fit in. All their, you know, their the, the dieting and the working out next to their full time job, and and in that respect, I think it's it's a it's a good test, and it's something that we as viewers also always have to figure out is how you know I want to get healthy, but I can't just take a, a leave of absence for for five months while I try to shed uh, I don't know a hundred pounds. I, I just have to do this. And somehow integrate this in my day-to-day life. And, uh, well, we both have experienced how difficult that can be. And even even now that I'm, you know, I live a pretty balanced life compared to five years ago. But still, this past week, I've, I've been extremely busy. And now with the training for the marathon, I've got to do these very long runs, like a, an 18-miler. That will take me three hours to complete. And I just can't, I keep procrastinating it at it and and then you know i just can't fit it in and i really have to force myself to schedule the time and to take it seriously and to treat my workout my training as i would treat any other work or appointment in my life and 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 i'm still not used to that i st- it still gets put on the back burner it's just working out you know that's kind of still how it feels yeah um i don't know but uh, i i i i've feel good about the past week but i also feel that i've been stretching myself a little bit too much i've been i've had two days of two cliff ravenscraft days actually during the weekend Uh oh what does that mean it means you get up really early (laughs) oh and and you work 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 some more work some more you start working on a website you start working uh, tweaking the design of a website and all of a sudden it's two o'clock in the morning <laughs> and you start feeling like I'm still up at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> hey, I I just want to point out that was that was a that was a Cliff Ravenscraft 1.0 oh. day. Yeah, <laughs> I knew Cliff wouldn't do that. I, I'm I'm on Cliff 3.0 now, so I, I'm I, I don't do those anymore. I thought I would never do those anymore myself, but I, there I was back at one one point oh. Uh, but I've, I've I felt I had to do it. I had to finish it. It was like, ah, uh, you know, when I get when I get work working on a I did, I re, redesigned the sqpn.com website. And it looks good, by the way. It's, it's, it's a very small organization, so uh, I'm the uh, kind of the only guy who can really do this, and I know that. I have to focus, you know, I, I need to really spend some time. And if I wait, if I kind of spread this out over a week, it will take me much more time. And so, uh, but the, 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 the danger is I'm kind of a perfectionist and the danger is that you keep tweaking and tweaking, even though the, the, the basic stuff is already in place and you're like, but I, I can do this and then I should, I should do this and try out this plugin. And, and that's where it gets to me. And that's when I go back you know, go, go, go to sleep way too late. And, and it's not a good experience, you know, the rest of the week. And even today I feel tired and I, ugh, it's kind of a jet lag, mini jet lag. And I cost it myself. 
Yep. Yep. <laughs> but but <laughs> excuse me. <clears throat> this while I try to <clears throat> stay alive. Uh, can you describe the 3.0 cliff? Yes, of, the 3.0. We, <laughs> so basically I had I had certainly spent the first year and a half of my doing podcasting full time doing exactly what you're saying. You know, it was funny. I was talking the other day was uh, doing a talk with Stephanie, sharing our our story, and uh, I was talking about working, you know, ten to you know, or twelve to fourteen hour days. And she goes, twelve to fourteen? Gosh, your memory's not too good. I think you worked a little bit more than that. And I, and she's right. I I do remember there were times when I would walk, I would work from seven o'clock in the morning until you know sometimes until four o'clock in the morning the next day. And uh, wow. it was very unhealthy. And of course, you know, that that certainly started to change quite a bit in, I think it was January 2009 when I went into the hospital, uh, which is when I had my gallbladder taken out and, and uh, you know, certainly was a wake up call for me with some some issues there. But then after that, that's when I started, got, I got serious about this pursuing a balance, more healthy and balanced lifestyle. When it, I knew that, I, you know, I had come dangerously close to, to, you know, not being there for my family, and and by golly, I wanted to do everything within my power, you know, God willing, to to allow myself to spend as much time with them as as possible and provide for them. And so, um, I, I got serious about it. And but even still, I was, I mean, I would I would still let a lot of stress, anxiety, and worry, and and all that stuff, you know, pretty much consume me, and also dictate how my days would go, and. Um, and it was back in December, or actually January of this year, the January first. Uh, God just clearly spoke to me. He said, "Nope, that that this is changing. You know, this is the year that I'm going to ask you to completely and utterly trust me to provide for your every need, and I want you to seek me first. And 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 I don't think He calls every single person to do this, but for me, I felt God wanted me." to make a commitment to waking early in the morning. And by early, I mean waking up somewhere between five o'clock and six o'clock in the morning and Mm -hmm. going to bed no later than 11 PM and preferably sometimes sometime between nine and 10 PM. And that's, that's what I felt God called me to do. And I'm like, but God, you don't understand. Sometimes I wait until the kids go to bed and go back to work. He's like, yeah, that's when you trust only in yourself to provide for your needs, but not Hmm. anymore because I want you I want you to re- recognize that I have given you the same amount of number of hours and minutes in a day that I give everybody else. And I'm never going to give you more than you can bear, nothing nothing more than you can handle. And you just need to, if you seek me first, I'll lay on your heart, what are the things that you need to focus on? And you focus on those things and don't get distracted and, and work with me through this process. You know, seek me first do the things that I lay on your heart and I will do the rest. And I want to share with you that, um, it, you know, I've, I've shared a little bit of this over and over again, week after week. And I might sound like a little bit of a broken record, but, uh, I want to tell you this week has been the, I'm, I'm, I've been back from my cruise now for a week and a half or actually, yeah, a week and a half. I'm before this week started, I was 100% called up from being gone. Uh, back to inbox zero. Um, I launched my uh, March podcasting A through Z training course, which by the way, uh, I, I think I shared that with you where pretty much God just said, you know, hey, devote yourself. Here, here's a way 
for you to mm-hmm. not worry about the income for the last month and this month. Yeah. And uh, I made a goal six weeks ago that I would get 20 people to sign up for my course. And by golly, I have 21 people in my course. <laughs> really? That's awesome. Yep. <laughs> and you know Because what? Be- before you left on the, on the cruise, you only had a couple, right? Uh, I only had three. Three, I think, before I left. Yeah, for the I remember you saying, "I have no worries about this. This is going to work. I'm going to have the 20 people." And I was like, "I hope so," mm-hmm. but I don't see it happening, especially with you being away and not being able to plug it from that boat out there on the on the sea. That yeah, there you are. I w- I'm telling you, Father Roderick, without a shadow of a doubt, when I put the goal out there to have 20 people, I had no doubt whatsoever that I would have 20 people sign up for my course. And in fact, I even said this. And and matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, it was in a prior episode of Pursuing a Balanced Life, I said, I can pretty much guarantee you or I have a very good feeling that God is going to make me wait until I get back to Mm -hmm. really start seeing the numbers add on. And I think he's going to test my faith by not allowing me to get the 20th person to sign up until the day that we're supposed to start. (laughs) <laughs> and that is exactly what happened. I added our 20th and our 21st person just about an hour before we started. So yeah, just to give you that that extra little, you know, not only am I taking care of the 20 people, I'll give you another one <laughs> just to kind of tell you that I always give more than you ask for. <laughs> yep. And so the, you you were talking about the the um, the promotion. How, how do you do this when you're not promoting it? Well, guess what? Mm-hmm. I, I, I enlisted the help of several of my friends who have a lot of social proof to, to, um, to help promote it. And I promised them a commission of $150 for each person they got to sign up. And guess, right. and guess what? And it's like when you, when you figure the amount of commission that I had to pay out, that extra person signing up more than covers all the commission that I had to pay out. So I still have all the income that I would would have had had all twenty people been non commission based. So, I here it is. I I just want to say it is March third, and I have already earned more money this for this month than I've ever earned before. And God is just absolutely amazing. It it, it has it has totally freed up my mind. And uh, yesterday. I devoted five hours to uh, this group, to this course, and answering all their questions. And I went out for an hour and 15-minute walk, came back, answered a couple more questions for about an hour, and I was done for the day. That's really nice. And yeah, and you've said this before, um, it, it's it's not just about the money, the income that you generate doing this, but it, it enables you to create a lot of margin in your life that you can then use for for your health, for your family, for the things that really matter. Absolutely. Absolutely. And 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 that's what I do hope people understand when they hear me talk about this. It's it's not about the money. It is about the ability to prov- you know that God provides the means for me to earn income, to provide for my family and but also not only that but to stop get to stop the, the, this my working around the clock i think was a symptom of my lack of trust and faith in god mm-hmm. I, I that's from there's no question in my mind that's what i felt like if i didn't work 12 or 14 hours a day that the bills wouldn't get paid and that that thinking is basically saying you know what god's not providing for me 
I'm responsible solely, 100%, my own efforts, my own talents, my own gifts, my own abilities, everything, all of my energy, that's how I, you know, I don't need God. It's just me in the chair here, and I can I can take care of this. And God's right. like, how about you give up a ton of that, and let me show you what happens if I'm in the driver's seat. And I'm like, sweet. <laughs> it, it's a whole better place to be. And and I'm absolutely loving it. And so, I, by the way, I recorded um, Pursuing a Balanced Life episode number 491 yesterday while I was out for my walk. Mm-hmm. And it will be online by the end of today. And I just want to say I was very – it was one of those episodes I recorded where, to be honest with you, I'm a little bit hesitant to make – to put it out there you're very open very transparent well as always but but the problem is is that i wonder what some people will think about how i expressed faith you know the 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 concept of faith because it's my concept of faith is being stretched beyond what it's ever been before and i don't I, i feel like somebody might listen to this and they might think what Gosh, Cliff's really leaning into this territory of becoming one of those name it, claim it people, and that's not where I'm at. Right, right, right. But right. I have, I have, I have really discovered a lot of things. Not just about faith, as in you know the you know the spiritual aspects of faith, which, by the way, a ton of it is all related. To, it is related to the spiritual practice of faith and the mm-hmm. gift of faith that God's given, but also. I talk in detail just about believing things and what happens when you actually believe something to be true and and how when we doubt and not a spiritual doubt, but just a just a doubt when we start saying, well, I can't do this or that's really not possible or or, you, you, you never once heard me say, I hope I get 20 people to sign up. I it was always I will I will have twenty people sign up. This is the goal. There is nothing shy of this. If there's obstacles in the way, I'll do whatever is possible. I'll do everything, I, anything that comes to my mind to do, whatever yeah. it takes. I will have twenty people sign up for this. Yeah, course. It's, and and that's not claiming that is a that's an expression of faith. Yes, it's basically you take a leap of faith. You feel that this is something I'm called to do. It's it's this is not just my idea. <laughs> I'll be working on this, but I feel that this is uh, definitely part of, of what God wants me to do. And that is why I, tr- that is why I can say this is going to happen because I just, that's, that's an expression of trust. Yep. But yeah, you know, and then that's always the case. If you share something about your, your faith and, uh, and about your life and your beliefs, um, if people don't see the context and they don't see the evolution of, of your whole process, they will miss the point or they might misinterpret it. And that is why both you and I are doing these shows for, for a long time. So people can join us in our journey. And at one point in your life, you stress this a little bit more, or there's this big discovery that you're completely, you know, that fulfills you and you want to talk about it. And then later on that will, that will change. And there will be other aspects that will be added to that. It's part of, of a spiritual journey to have kind of these shifting moments of focus. And, um, and, and I hope that people will, you know, just see the whole journey. And then if we, if we're, we're still doing this years from now, um, I mean, they'll be able to kind of see and, and, and value the, the entire process. Yeah. Uh, um, that's kind of the cool thing of this very personal podcasting. 
Um, this is something you could never do on the radio. Imagine, you know, putting <laughs> putting that pursue pursuing a balanced life on on a radio station. That that would be a problem, I guess. <laughs> I couldn't imagine it because in in, the, in that 491 episode, I was my mind was just jumping all over the place. I would be like, "Oh, and that reminds me, I want to tell you about this." But I'll get back to that. It's like, no, let me say yeah. this now because I'll forget. No, okay, but let me go back. That's why people listen. That's why people listen. I, I was so surprised. I was looking at the statistics the other day for, you know, the um, the little walk cast that I do about health and holiness, and uh, you know, that's the simplest show, and I. With my wind noise, and it's just, and I never prepare it, and I just kind of do a brain dump for half an hour. And actually, it, it thank God for Audio Boo that I use, guide uh, because it only lets me record exactly thirty minutes, and then it just stops the recording. So I, I'm just watching the timer. I'm like, oh, I got to wrap this up in one minute, and I, I just would not be able to do this show without that time limit. Um, and so, you know, it's really nothing special. And I was so amazed to see that that show now has, what is it, 1,800 listeners per episode. And it's a good thing that I didn't realize that so far, until now because it was like, ah, actually, I, I perhaps I should start thinking before uh, before I say anything on this podcast. No, 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 please don't. <laughs> this. But isn't that cool? I mean, and and I think it is because of that personal kind of off the cuff type of sharing that we do. Um, that's why I love listening to your pursuit of a balanced life. It's it's kind of it's listening to a friend as if I'm walking with you through the neighborhood. And actually, I turn my head several times because of the dogs that seem to attack you in every episode. <laughs> no doubt. Oh, 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 oh. And the dogs do the same when I'm doing that podcast. I always, you know, am assaulted by dogs that either want to kill me or want to, I don't know, like you do other things that dogs do, which is just as unwelcome anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Too far. Hey, we've got some audio feedback. Can we turn to some of that right now? Sure, absolutely. All right, All right we're going to start off with Karen, uh, who called in about organic chicken. So take it away, Karen. Hi there, this is Karen from Santa Monica, and I'm calling uh, for Balanced Living Weekly. Hi, Cliff. Hi, Father Roderick. Um, I just listened to your podcast where you're talking about organic chicken. Um, I've started buying organic chicken, and amongst the health benefits, can I say, it just tastes so much better. Um, it tastes like chicken, actually, which is pretty awesome. So, yeah, it does cost a little bit more. Uh, fortunately, where I live, we have some good uh, grocery choices where you can get it at a pretty reasonable price. But um, my endorsement for organic chickens right there. Okay, thanks for your podcast. I really enjoy it. Bye-bye. Tastes better. It does, actually. I will say that. It's it's different. Uh, the other day, I, I got um, organic uh, ground beef. Because, you know, I was, I, I was at the supermarket looking at that chicken breast. And instead of what I normally pay for a piece of chicken breast, which is about one euro and 20 cents, it's about two bucks. It was seven euro, 50 cents, which is 10 bucks. <laughs> like, uh, perhaps I'll eat chicken another time. And I went for ground beef instead because it was way cheaper. But I, I prepared it and I made some, um, uh, you know, red sauce for spaghetti with it. And I really had to get used to the taste. It's like, this is weird. This is, and, and it wasn't bad, but it was so different from what I was used to. So, so this is what healthy animals taste like. <laughs> right. 
Hey, Mark's in the chat room. He's a personal chef, and he says organic is actually a misnomer when it comes to chicken. You want to look for antibiotic-free and hormone-free. Uh, he oh, says really? organic technically applies to the grain the animals are fed, not to the meat itself. Okay, so very much, very good. And th and that's what I I've heard. Um, natural. And when it comes to chicken, I've always heard. Um, and when it comes to when it comes to beef, I've heard grass-fed beef. And, yeah. and when I've heard of chicken, it's naturally raised chicken uh, without the antibiotics and, and, and all that other stuff. So oh. good point. Good point. So, so in, in the U.S., if you buy organic chicken, there can still be, there can still be hormones and, and antibiotics in the meat? That I, is wild. I don't know. I think you'd have to look at that. But um, the, he, he says there's a lot of fudging that goes on with the labels and, and stuff like that. And I would certainly be cautious. That I personally... Personally, uh -huh. I, I love going, you know, to our local poultry yeah. farm, which is not organic because they did not pay the money to be licensed. But they yeah. are. I mean, they say, listen, we are 100 percent naturally raised chicken here and, and naturally raised turkey that no hormones, no, you know, no antibiotics here. They, they actually live in the daylight, you know, mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. And uh, you can actually see them out there, you know, while they're still alive. <laughs> Yeah, before we eat I might, them, I might have to raise my own chicken. <laughs> there you go. That would be no, no, interesting. In farms here in the, in the neighborhood, although the the legislation in my country is much stricter. And there's no way. Again, I've said this in the past episode as well. We call it. We don't call it organic. We call it biological. <laughs> so we've got biological, <laughs> and you can only use that word. And that's law if the meat is not just raised with, you know, grains that are uh, whatever organic, but uh, it has to be free of hormones and it has to be free of antibiotics. And, uh, and, and so it takes much longer for uh, to raise uh, one chicken breast. <laughs> it right. takes uh, uh, five times longer. And the chicken breast is smaller because these chickens are actually healthier. And so they're not overweight. Yep. <laughs> and uh, um, so the... Um, that's why it's so expensive. But I read a very good comment on on a, on a site uh, the other day where they said, you know, you have to change your own thinking about this stuff. It's not that don't tell yourself, oh, this chicken breast is expensive, but tell yourself this chicken breast has real value to me. Right. And that's why I want to pay for it because it has much more value than you know one of those robot chickens. Well, are... <laughs> here's the other thing about the cost on this stuff is is um, when you start eating more healthy and stuff like that, you start thinking about portion sizes. You know, for an adult, even my size, I'm a, I'm a good-sized adult, uh, a portion of chicken is four ounces, not one chicken breast. Mm, you know, yeah. and, and it's very possible, especially with those bloated chickens that they sell in the store, a chicken breast that you would pay, you know, the cheap price for, um, truth is, is one chicken breast would feed two people, mm -hmm. uh, you know, when you think about real portions and, and I'll tell you, that was a very difficult adjustment for our family, uh, because I used to eat an entire chicken breast and sometimes would go up for a half, you know, a little bit more if there was right. some left over. And the very first time when we started counting calories and we started having chicken again, and she would cut it up. She's like, I'm like, is that all I'm getting? She goes, that's your portion. That's four ounces of chicken right there. That should be enough. And I'll tell you that today, you know, that's more than a year later, four ounces is more than enough chicken for me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think, also where the style of cooking uh, plays an important role. Instead of just um, uh, roasting a chicken breast and then just 
have it like that on your plate. If you cut it in smaller pieces, you mix it up with lots, lots of vegetables and you spice it up. You get that same experience of, well, there is chicken in my, on my plate, but because it's in smaller, you know, little, little bits and chunks, uh, you don't, you don't, you, it's a different experience. You, you don't miss the big chunk of meat on your on your plate. So that's what I do a lot nowadays. It's just, you know, I, I just do Chinese cooking and I, I, I make these smaller, you know, bits and pieces and put that in a big uh, pan and, and add uh, lots of fresh, veg- fresh vegetables and some good seasoning. And wow, it, it just tastes awesome. April's in our chat room and she says, uh, let's see, I just... Uh, I just finally watched Food Inc. on Netflix. Finally, my husband is behind me on trying to buy to buy healthier foods. Mm. And yep. uh, let's see here. There's Food Inc. is a great documentary to awaken you to see what you really eat. And uh, let's see here. Last week's podcast inspired me to finally watch it. I was kind of mm. scared that it would gross me out, but it didn't. So it is an cool. amazing movie yeah i've I've watched it uh, several times and it is uh <laughs> it is definitely a wake up call and uh and again I, I as i said last week i was watching that and i was like i can't believe what they do in the united states and then i discover that in my country it's the same thing yep well i'll tell you what let's move over to fred from long island and he's got a feedback about what's going on in his own life and he also wants to start off with talk about jillian's podcast so here we go hey cliff it's father roderick it's fred from long island and i'm calling just to give you an update on how i'm doing and also to comment on the jillian michaels podcast um it seems like now they've let's start with the podcast first They've, they've got it into itunes which is good it seemed like that link that we have found was uh, kind of hidden for a couple weeks, and then they came back uh, sort of public with it, and now they've got three episodes so far. And I'm, I've been listening to each episode twice. I think it's great. Uh, there's useful information in there. The callers are always uh, people who seem to have very relatable problems. Uh, I know a couple weeks ago they were talking about motivation, a couple different people having trouble with motivation. And uh, Jillian's favorite thing to say is um, – find something very specific that motivates you. You know, don't say, oh, I want to lose weight or I want to be a healthier person. Say something like, you know, I want to run around after my grandkids or I want to, um, you know, look sexy in that dress or whatever it is. Uh, Those are not mine, but uh, I have my own. And by the way, one of them (laughs) was that I did realize at some point I can run around after my eight-year-old son and, and actually pass him. So I try not to let him know that too much, but, um, Okay, what I'm doing this month, uh, I've been working my way along with uh, Tony Horton's book, his new book called Bring It. Tony Horton was the creator of P90X, the Father Roderick knows very well. Mm-hmm. And uh, the book is good. It's got a lot of good sections, some motivation, some uh, you know, uh, useful information as far as nutrition and supplements and, and uh, things like that. So I've been working with his workout plan. It's been a little different working from a book as, a, as opposed to videos. I actually went back to the P90X videos for the warm-ups and cool-down stretches because I, I didn't quite have my timing right. And also, um, you know, you, you miss sort of that personal touch that you even get from an exercise video. I know it seems strange watching a TV, but you kind of feel more of a connection than you do just kind of working – through a book and in your head and counting things out yourself. So it's been kind of interesting. There's a nutrition plan in there uh, that, that 
he calls a cleanse, basically where you eliminate certain foods a week at a time until by the end of the month you're eating pretty clean. Uh, that that didn't really work out for me, but uh, I am continuing on. I'm I'm con- I'm going to continue trying this approach of whole foods primarily. Stay away from the packaged foods. Stay away from the sugar as much as possible. It's hard. I like my cake, but uh, so that's what's going on. And I'm always love to hear the show and uh, keep those tips coming. And uh, Cliff, I know you're going to get back out there after your your wonderful cruise experience and uh, become the lean mean fighting machine we know you have inside you. So talk to you soon. <laughs> I am I am back out there, and I'll tell you what, it, I am so thankful to see sunshine. I don't know if it's like that yeah. here in the Netherlands, but oh yeah, yeah. Yesterday, first time since a week of rain and and, and cold weather, the sun was shining. I was like. This is the day that I'm going to do my 17 miles. <laughs> I did 12 miles. I looked at my watch and I was like, oh, my goodness. The keynote of the iPad 2 is starting in 15 minutes. And so I did a sprint actually to get home in time. Only missed six minutes. Uh, <laughs> so I blame Steve Jobs for not finishing those five final miles. But oh. what to run in the sunshine? I mean, to, and to actually, you know, have a little bit of... You know, not have your hands frozen after a long run. <sighs> yeah, it, it is so... I tell you what, it, it just lifts my spirits to see the sun and to yeah. see blue skies. And I'm so thankful for it. And uh, yeah, so hey, I am back out there. Were you able to get rid of a few of those uh, boat pounds, those cruise pounds? I, You know what? I had not stepped on the scale this morning. I did step on the scale uh, the beginning of this week. I had... by. From Thursday to Monday, I had already lost another half a pound, uh, which well, I was actually technically spe- le- teetering on a pound. So I should mm-hmm. I, I I haven't stepped on the scale, but if I had to guess, I think I've already lost six of the eight pounds that I gained while I was away. Okay, that's so, good. So it's not that bad, and uh, hopefully by next week I'll be pre-cruise weight. Yeah, and I'm if, now. If this sun a- keeps out there, I'm, I'm I'll definitely okay. hit it. Uh, absolutely, I um. I'm actually uh, approaching my stable weight, which means that my calorie count can go up. Uh, so I'm I'm now at 153 pounds. My goal weight is 150. So and once I reach that, I can kind of take it easier. <laughs> and since I'm running so much, I can eat more, um, which gives me a little bit more leeway in, in terms of cooking and, uh, you know, doing a dessert from time to time. And I really, you, you start to appreciate these things if you've been, you know, watching your diet so much. Yeah. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that time. Now, the other day, my dad's uh, 61st birthday was on, I think, was that on Monday? No, Sunday. It was Sunday. And mm-hmm. Sunday night, we went out to a very fancy, nice restaurant. Now, I did order a very healthy dinner. I had... um uh, grill. It was uh, wild caught Alaskan salmon, which was uh, grilled on a wooden plank. It was very delicious. No, no sauce or anything on top of it. It was just very nicely uh, cooked. And then I had um, very, very healthy asparagus spears that were grilled, grilled as well, and it, they were delicious. By the way, those are 13 calories per stalk. Uh, actually, no, I think the ones that I had were a little bit more. They were probably closer to like 20 or 25 calories per stalk. But anyway, um, I had a very healthy dinner. But I want to tell you, I I went over my calorie budget that night because I did decide to have this. Um, it was called sweet potato pecan pie. 
and it was it was out of this world awesomeness. Uh, and of course, there was no calorie count to be anywhere found, and and I just assumed it was probably about somewhere between six hundred to eight hundred calories. And Ooh. yeah, yeah, and it's like I'm gonna eat that. <laughs> <laughs> but it was good and but you know what but my yeah. my my way in of losing a half pound almost a complete pound was you know that was the day after that so and i've been i've been very good since then nice hey we also got an email from marilyn uh, no voice feedback, uh, but uh, a, a note that she uh, wrote to our email address. Uh, let me read it to you. Hello, Father Roderick and Cliff. I would like to preface this email by telling you how much I appreciate what you both do to motivate and inspire people. I've been following you both and totally enjoy all your different podcasts. I know the Lord will continue to bless you both in all your endeavors, physical and spiritual. I hope so. I just started using Lose It, and my concern is with the calorie count it assigns for exercises. For example, when I post walking three and a half miles, 53 minutes, it logs my calories as 161. Yet, when I researched other calculators with my numbers and other websites, I got anything from 203 to 239 calories. That is a difference of 42 to 78 calories, which, as you know, when you're counting calories so carefully, can make a difference in adding a particular dressing to a salad or an extra healthy snack. Do you just do you just use the lose it calorie count for your exercises or do you put it or do you put in your own figures from your own calculations? I know it's difficult to calculate on your own for calories burned, so maybe you know of a website that has a reliable calculator. If you input your own calorie count and lose it, how do you do it? I've tried to create um I, I've tried the create exercise option and it's very restrictive with the information you can input. I've attached uh, three links to websites that I use to calculate my exercise calories. And uh, she describes that she, uh, what the data is that she puts in, her weight, type of exercise, the time, et cetera, and speed. Um, I think that those links that she provided are going to provide a more accurate figure because they are taking into account probably the age or weight and mm. and some other factors whereas well, lucid uh, not putting all that in there is are they use it does um uh, take into account your weight and and your age and and all the other data it's just pretty conservative i noticed yeah. so oftentimes it will give you less calorie burn then, for instance, I, I can I can measure that when I um, go out for a run. I use uh, Runkeeper Run Keeper Pro. Runkeeper Pro also knows my weight because I entered it on the website, and it gives me a certain amount of calories after a run. And then I put that in to lose it, and I add the number of miles and the time and the speed, and usually lose it estimates a lower uh, bur calorie burn. And so as long as the, as Lose It is more conservative and it, I'm not in trouble, it would be a problem if Lose It would say, well, hey, you've burned 2,000 calories, whereas in reality, I've only burned 1,500. Right. And if I, if I eat that pecan pie after that, then yes, I'm going to have some problems. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And and that's what I would say is is I oftentimes, when I, when I come back from a, a long walk where I've burned a bunch of calories, you know, Runkeeper Pros tells me how many calories I've burned and I go in and, and I always see that lose it, it shows a lower amount. And what I typically do is I I never actually enter in exactly, you know, I don't, you know, I don't choose mm -hmm. the three point 
3.0 or the 3.5. Yeah. I just choose one of them. It doesn't really matter to me how fast I'm telling lose it. I walked because mm-hmm. RunKeeper Pro knows exactly. I mean, it knows the average. It knows the fastest. It knows how long I was running at different or walking at different speeds. You know, for me, it doesn't really matter what I my achieve or my goal that I achieved was a calorie burn. And so what I do is I go in and I I will kind of see if I can match up at times what um, lose it says that I burned. But it's always lower. So I quit looking at that. And Mm -hmm. instead, what I did, if I go out for a walk, I just leave the little dial at um, I leave the little dial at 3.0. At miles per hour, but then lose it. Let's, or I'm sorry, Runkeeper Pro. Let's say if it tells me I just burned 468 calories, mm-hmm. then what I do is I just go in to lose it, and I just say I walked this, and I keep dialing the um, time yeah, that's until how I until I get close to what Runkeeper tells me, and and yeah. so I might have walked for an hour and 15 minutes, but I've just told lose it that I've walked for an hour and 35 minutes. Right. I right. didn't walk for an hour and 35 minutes, but I burned the amount of calories that it's calculating. That's all that matters to me. And, and you know, we're, we're talking about small variations, and it can be just a, a kind of algorithm that they use to, to, uh, to estimate the calorie count. In, in, in reality, if you, just, you, if you just keep counting that and you keep doing your exercises, it's not going to be a big deal. I mean, even with food, it sometimes um, it, it gives me a number, and then I was like, "Well, I'm not sure if that is exactly, you know, 200 calories. I would estimate it's just 150 calories." But oh, you know, as long as I keep tracking everything, it, I will be successful. And it's really the details don't really matter as long as you, you know, keep in the process of just counting that and then, you know, doing your job when it comes to fitness. Yeah. It's the most important. I'll tell you what, I'm going to go ahead and start the music here. That means we have about four minutes left in this episode. Father Roderick, what else is on your mind this week? Well, this week is a very important week because um, uh, just like you, I, I, I run a, a network of uh, podcasters and we're currently wrapping up our giving campaign, which uh, will hopefully uh, provide us with the financial foundation to continue doing what I do because, you know, I don't have a job. <laughs> I, work at, I work in the parishes as a priest during the weekend, but for all the media work that I do, uh, nobody pays me for that. I don't get a check from the Pope, unfortunately, because he's kind of out of money as well. <laughs> and so uh, that's why we do the fun drive to kind of keep the organization running. And we're going to wrap that up during the weekend on Sunday with uh, an old, and this is an old tradition over at SQPN. We do a what's called a podcast marathon. So for 12 hours from 9 a.m. Uh, Eastern uh, Standard Time in the United States till 9 o'clock in the evening, we will have all the you know, the podcasters, all the various people doing shows with a, you know, a live on, on, uh, on Ustream. And so we hope to raise the final, what is it? $9,000 that we still need to do to kind of reach our goal. So that's on my mind right now. It's going to be a lot of fun. Very awesome. And I'm positive that you guys will be able to achieve that goal. I'm, I, I trust Providence. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Sunday is, uh, let's see, as we're recording that, that is coming up this Sunday, March 6th from 9 a.m. Is that Eastern Time? Yeah, Eastern Time. 9 a.m. Eastern Time to 9 a.m. or 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Again, that's Sunday, March 6th, 2011. And of course, if you want to participate, go over to sqpn.com. Is it slash live? 
Oh, you can just go to sqpn.com and, and check out the new website. It's uh, it's very cool compared to what we used to have. <laughs> There's a lot of lot of great news uh, and, and and we'll have lots of information about the the marathon as well. Very cool. And I want to encourage people who are listening to go and check out the um, health and holiness podcast that you have. It's where you're out walking and about uh, mm -hmm. just talking about anything that comes to your mind. And I absolutely love that. And of course, uh, Father Roderick's The Break, which, by the way, I still need to get caught up now that I'm back from my vacation. So no worries. <laughs> definitely will be doing that. And uh, that pretty much do it. We want to hear your voice feedback, just like uh, we did have today from Fred and uh, Karen. And also uh, thank you to Marilyn who wrote in. But uh, we do prefer your audio feedback on our voicemail feedback hotline. That phone number is 859-795-4067. That number one more time, 859-795-4067. Father Roderick, thank you very much. It's always awesome to get to chat with you for a little while. Likewise. And uh, keep doing that great show about uh, your pursuit of a balanced life. It helps me too. Awesome. Thank you very much. And everybody, until next time, we encourage you to pursue a more balanced and healthy life.